Cheers. Cheers. I'm Keita. I'm Ambi. Welcome to Diplomacy Games, the uh, podcast all about diplomacy and, uh, and a bit of drinking. A bit of drinking. And it's probably not a bad thing to be drinking the uh, the beers today because it's quite a warm day. It's an incredibly hot day. Is that a beer or is that the cider? No, this is a beer. This is the Hazy Jane. Hazy Jane? What is the Hazy Jane? It's a pale ale. Okay. Or it's an IPA, I'm not sure which. No, it tastes like a pale ale to me. Yeah, yeah. Well, I asked for an IPA or an XPA, and they suggested the Brewdog IPA, which isn't too bad. Good drop. It's not too bad at all. I must admit, on a hot day like this, though, I was channeling, for a moment, I was channeling my inner cana, and I was very tempted by the cider. Mm. The old Willie Smith's. That's definitely one of my favourite, my favourite brews. Of cider, Dolly Smith. Because uh, because I can't drink, can't drink too much beer. Oh, the other day, I'll tell you, okay. So yesterday, I kind of went out for uh, a bit of a Christmas lunch with a couple of, of teammates. Yes. We went to the German club. Yes. And I don't know whether it was because I had two pints of beer there, or because I ate a fucking whole pork knuckle, or maybe because of both. Both. Combined. I was like, with it, all night I was like, oh my gosh. Um, so I reckon if I, once I finish the beer, I might actually try the cider rather than go the wine, depending on how I'm feeling. But where, where are we recording, Raymond? We are recording at the Brewdog. Brewdog. In the valley, which seems like, it's, I think it's a pretty new outfit, actually, um, even though it's in an older building. Um, I've certainly not seen it before. It's just outside of the train station, so yeah, yeah. it would have been something I would have noticed. So before. for our our UK listeners, you probably be familiar with Brewdog already because it's actually an established like craft beer brand over in the UK. I think they're based out of Scotland, maybe I think originally, or the north of England. Oh right, okay. but um, they kind of uh, obviously have expanded here to Australia and um, to obviously to Queensland. So how about that? Blessed with it. And good beer too, actually. Not bad at all. Cheers. Cheers. How do you um, how do you assess it as an opening? Uh, well, by the looks of it, I wouldn't rate it very highly. However, it looks, it looks like there's a fair amount of uncertainty on, on what you see on the board. Yeah, exactly. I would say if it was a fog of war, it's an opening that gets you an unexpected bounce, which actually works in your favour. Okay. Like yeah. what? Like, um, you've agreed to DMZ Galicia yep. with Russia, but you moved to Galicia anyway and yep. find that you bounced. Oh, right. Okay. On a, on a, on a, on a fog of war game. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, it's actually... I thought maybe it might be something like, you know, you moved Paris... I oh, know. Yeah, Paris to maybe Burgundy. You've bounced with, you know, Germany. Yeah, it would be Germany. a similar thing. Yeah. But you've moved Brest to maybe successfully into the English Channel or Picardy or something, and all of a sudden you can go, right, okay, well, because Germany's obviously not coming that way, I might have a crack at Belgium properly. Yeah. Yes, 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 that, that, would, that, that would also adequately describe the pale ale I'm having. And look, mine's, mine's a nice, good solid all-rounder I reckon yeah. it's like a it's a France it easily you know you know you're gonna you've ordered things you've seen what's happened and you know Spain and Portugal they're mine 
you got them. Yep. Got them, and then I can kind of work out what I'm going to do with my next set of boots. So um, sounds like a pretty good opening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hopefully the, the uh, music levels aren't too loud as well because um, everywhere we went before we tried to actually sit down and record was loud. Yeah, so. and, 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 and this one's got an upstairs, downstairs, and a middle and an outside. We had a look at all of them. I, I, I was upstairs before you got here. Just as loud as this. The only place it wasn't loud, I think, was like in the stairwell. Probably would get a few um, few weird glances if weird we looks placed ourselves there. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yep. Um, so what's our... So it is Christmas, it is isn't Christmas. it? Well, Christmas. Yep. Happy yes. holidays. Yes. Happy Hanukkah to our, our, our Jewish listeners as well. And the New Year's period. Hope everyone's staying safe and well and rugged up if you're in the Northern Hemisphere. And yes, yes. Keeping oh. cool while you're in the Southern Hemisphere. So Mrs. Mrs. Kane got back recently from America from the Northern Hemisphere. Mrs. Yep. Amby got back from the UK recently from the Northern Hemisphere and it seemed to be getting a bit chilly up there. Just a little bit. Um... Yeah, Mrs. Kane definitely wasn't appreciative of um, the hot weather coming back. Really? Say. Yeah. Mrs. Ambie was like, this is fantastic. I've been like freezing at minus one, and then all of a sudden here I am at 30 degrees. It's beautiful. Oh, oh sorry. Big, sorry, big, that's big, Celsius height. So, yeah. um, yeah, so what is that in Fahrenheit? 30 in Fahrenheit? I don't know. We need to find it. 30 in Fahrenheit, I reckon somewhere in the high 80s, maybe? I suppose um, if we take go for logic it'll be more recognizably whatever that is <laughs> so let's put it in so 30 in celsius is 86 in fahrenheit 86 in fahrenheit and, and then mrs amy came from minus one which is about 30 degrees in fahrenheit so, right so for our north american listeners there you go there we go go for math See, I don't, I don't, I don't get the under, I don't see why Celsius is difficult to understand, though. Right? So zero degrees is freezing, water freezing at zero, and 100 degrees water boils at at um, what do you call it? Altitude, ocean altitude. Yep. Right. Makes sense to me. Yeah, totally. So, but, but go, for, go for logic is that the Fahrenheit scale is based on a 0 to 100, which is like the, the, the habitable zone of a human being, isn't it? So Something it's 0 like degrees, that. which is like, for, for um, uh, Celsius listeners, is like minus 17, almost minus 18 degrees Celsius. Ooh. That's, yep. I suppose it is technically habitable, but that seems to be really quite, you know, off the edge. Well, you'd want a fuckload of jumpers yeah, you'd on. Yeah, a lot of jumpers on that. Yeah. But in, in you know in in uh, in reverse, 100 Fahrenheit is like only 37, 38 degrees Celsius, which is like ordinary fucking summer day. Getting, you know, no one's dying. Everything's good. Well, it gets hotter in summer. Just drink more beer. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. What's that? <laughs> so uh, I think I talk think to me when it's 45 degrees. The logic doesn't work. The logic doesn't work. <laughs> no, no, it definitely doesn't. People are howling at, and howling at us now, I can tell you. That's right. Stupid yeah. bloody Australians. So, um, talking about stupid bloody Australians, we thought we'd actually, um, as a bit of a holiday Christmassy treat. Yes. We, um, you know, normally we kind of do the thing where Kane and I exchange gifts with each other, and you know, yep. but this time around, we, do, we, we might do a little bit of that, but we actually wanted to provide a bit of a gift to our listeners. Yes. Yes. Um, we have... Well, I decided 
we do the same as we did our 100 episode show um, for, for the, to, to redo it because we had so much fun doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we invited the last... Sorry, um, a trivia contest. A trivia contest, yeah. And so we invited the, the winner from the last contest uh, to compete again. And, and uh, Captain May Captain or Marcus Silstra uh, came along and gave it his best. And we got Peter McNamara on the line. Bit of the local who, Australian content. Yep. Who rung in from Gundawindi. Yeah. Uh, Gundawindi or Gundagai? Oh, yeah. It was Gundagai. Gundagai. He was on the road to Gundagai. The, uh, yeah. the song, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, David Cohen uh, competed, as well as our very own Patreon, How Shield. Yes. So, um, well, should we jump into it? Why not, indeed? Let's do that. All right, see you guys on the other side. Um, gentlemen, welcome to the 2022 uh, Christmas Trivia Diplomacy Extravaganza. Great to have you on. Hal Schill, David Cohen, or David E. Cohen, as some people may know him, uh, Marcus Zilstra, or Captain Meme, as some people may know him, and Peter McNamara. Welcome to you all. And, of course, welcome to our um, usual co-host, uh, Kana. Hi. Hi, thank you. Hi. Great to be Hello. back. Great to be on the show. So, um... Marcus is the reigning champion, so he won the last time we played, which was episode 100. So uh, basically, whoever wins gets a, a freebie onto the, the next next competition. Um, and, and Hal's here as one of our guests. He's basically one of our Patreon supporters and um, was successful in being our Patreon representative, as well as being obviously a well-known identity in the diplomacy world. So um, uh, David, of course, um, well-known variant creator, um, Marcus has he's all sorts of things going on with um, you know um, uh, Diplo Strats and of course uh, Peter McNamara, uh, well-known Australian player, had a bit of a uh, a very good turn in the most recent WDC. So um, we'll kick off the competition. Um, as we kind of mentioned to everybody just before we started recording, we've got our own little chat window. We'll ask a question. Um, we'll leave a bit of time. Don't put in your answer at the moment until we kind of say, okay, reveal your answers or something similar to that. Um, at that point of time, hit return, and then we will try to give the correct answer. Um, usual rules, um, the, the judge's decision is final. Um, that being said, I think from last time, Marcus, if you remember, um, there was a couple of times that we stuffed up. <laughs> I think there was a question we asked one stage <laughs> around, what were the non-playable islands on the map? And, um, and then people suggested a whole, whole heap that we didn't actually include. So um, anyway, um, and, and Kana will be taking the scores as we go. Um, so we'll kick things off if everyone's comfortable with that. I'm ready. Excellent. Yep, I'm ready. Good. Okay. So um, the first question for the trivia for 2022, how many territories on the board begin with the letter B? We need a, we need a metronome. As in boy? Uh, yes. Oh, sorry. Sorry for the Australian accent, David. Yes. B, B for Bob or boy or whatever way you want to call it. Uh, how long do we get for this? <laughs> um, until I kind of think that's uh, an appropriate amount of time. <laughs> so probably not too long, probably about 20 or 30 seconds. Hmm. If I have time next time, I'll probably try to insert some ticking music in the background. Oh, I should kind of say up front, no cheating. Don't don't kind of have a picture of the board on your screen, okay? Oh, hell, you're not meant to put your answer in straight away, mate. <laughs> I was wondering about the Gulf of Bothnia. That was my 
thinking too. Um, uh, I, I, have... I, I, I have included Gulf of Bothnia as an optional inclusion. So, yes, you can say that one if, and I will include that one. Oh, really? That's a G. Okay, I won't include it then. Great. Okay, so I won't include Golf of Bothnia. Happy? Consensus rules. I, li- I like how we're following the rules of, uh, yeah, whatever the, the judge says is final. Okay, so look, we're running out of time there, so we might kind of give you another five more seconds. And... We don't hear from it. We'll, we'll go with Hales. One point per territory that you... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so if you can all um, hit, in, hit return, if you haven't yet already, to uh, provide your answers. Oh, you didn't have to, David. You didn't have to kind of uh, overextend yourself and actually name them. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. But uh, maybe oh, he's trying to get yeah. some extra points. Um, Peter's still well, typing. I don't know why Peter's still typing. Anyway, he's racing them up. Oh, he's trying to. He's trying to. Okay, so the correct answer for uh, everybody is actually not including Golf of Bothnia nine. So there are nine territories on the board, beginning with the letter B. There is Belgium, Brest, Burgundy, Bohemia, Budapest, Bulgaria, Berlin, Baltic Sea, and Berenc Sea. So there we go. Nine points. I got my game here. Um, I'm kind of thinking, Kana, what do we do now? No one gets a point. Is that right? No, no. I'll give a point to Peter. He's the closest. We'll go with Peter. And he did the the abbreviations. Okay. There we go. Well done, Peter. You're off, off, off the mark. Um, our second question, um, what three-way alliance is called the scissors? So remember, don't, don't hit return for this one particularly <laughs> until we say time to hit return. Can you calm us down like three, two, one, go? Yeah, I can do that for you. That's a great idea. So uh, the question again uh, is what three-way alliance is called the scissors? Give a few more seconds for that. Has everyone got an answer that they're prepared to submit? I think Hal and yep. David are typing. Marcus, you're ready. Peter, I you're ready. So. Okay, so we'll count it down for hitting return. Three, two, one. If you can hit return. Okay, so the the correct answer, the three-way alliance of called the scissors is Austria, France, and Germany. So no one got it right. <laughs> um, I, actually, I should have okay, said you, the last round. Last scissors, round. Back, sorry, I should actually provide the answers because I can see the. Sorry, I can see what your responses are, but we're not actually saying them to the to the to the audience. Last question, by the way, for the audience point of view, how many letters beginning with B? Hal said four. Uh, Marcus said four. Uh, David said one, two, three, four, five, and Peter McMurray said seven. So for this answer, um, the answers supplied were Marcus said Russia, Turkey, and France. Uh, Peter said England, Germany, and Italy. Hal said France, Austria, and Italy. And David said France, Italy, and Russia. So as I said before, the scissors are in fact Austria, France, and Germany. France and Germany, it's usually a later game alliance. France and Germany attack England, Austria and Germany attack Russia, and Austria and France attack Italy with German help through Tyrolia. Um, usually happens after Turkey has been defeated. That. I know, I had to kind of start looking that. at some of these alliance systems that but, kind but of aren't so easy. Yeah, I'm going to give a point to Hal for getting the closest answer there with France and Austria. So two out of three ain't bad. Isn't that? I mean, <laughs> that's meatloaf, isn't it? <laughs>
<laughs> I've, I've never I've heard of that one before, but okay. Rightio, go on on. Okay, question three. Um, I will read a following set of moves, and that set of moves is an example of a particularly named event in diplomacy. And the question is, what is that event called? So the set of moves um, is England will have Fleet Wales to the English Channel. Fleet London supports Wales to the English Channel. France has Army Brest to London. Fleet uh, English Channel convoys Brest to London. And Army Yorkshire supports Brest to London. Germany has Fleet Belgium to the English Channel. And Fleet North Sea supports Belgium to the English Channel. That's a lot to kind of uh, digest there. I'm happy to kind of go through that again. It's a particular uh, event that is uh, occurs when it, this particular set of moves. It could be other moves on the board, but this is a, an example that's regularly used. I'll kind of read them again quickly. Um, following set of moves is an example of a particular event. What's the event called? England has Fleet Wales to the English Channel. Fleet London supports Wales to the English Channel. Army Brest to London. for France. This is for France. Um, English Channel um, convoys Brest to London. Army Yorkshire supports Brest to London. And Germany has Fleet Belgium to English Channel. North Sea supports Belgium to English Channel. What is that type of event called? So we'll give it about another three more seconds, probably. So hopefully if you haven't got an answer soon, you might need to put it in. Actually, I'll give you five. Um, just put in any old answer and we'll count down the answers about now. Three, two, one. If you can hit return, please. So we've got from Peter, uh, Peter McMurray says Pandon's Paradox. Marcus says Convoy Paradox. Hal says Operation Line. Uh, I think the... And uh, David says, I have a headache, so it's Convoy Paradox. Um, <laughs> the correct answer is Pandon's Paradox, although I think it is also sometimes called a, a Convoy pa um, Paradox as well. So uh, I think that might mean that Peter, Marcus and David all got a point on that one. Is that correct, Kana? Um, well, okay. I'm giving, I'm giving Peter McNamara two points. Okay. Or the name, the correct name of the paradox, but the type of paradox is a convoy paradox. So I'm giving one point to Marcus and one point to David. Excellent. Uh, I've got to but check fact, how. If you, if you stick that in the backstabber uh, adjudicator, it comes out with contradiction underneath uh, all of the units involved. <laughs> oh, <laughs> really? Yeah. Very good. Um, very good. So um, moving on to the. Fourth question on the board. This is a bit, a bit of a slight historical question. In the Calhammer Estate Auction of 2018, one item that sold was a prototype, what was then called Real Politic board. It looks very similar to a diplomacy board if you haven't seen it. And it's basically a hand-drawn, you know, diplomacy-style map on, on car, hard cardboard, hand-drawn by Alan himself. It's understood that this is likely the version that was immediately before the 1950 printing, before they kind of landed on what the final design was. So within that particular um, that board, only one of the seven playable countries has its territories unaltered compared to the board that we're all familiar with. The question then is, which country is that? So on the original real politic board, before we got to the final, final version that we now play, 
the boundaries are a little bit different for everything, um, except for one country on the board that is pliable, which is that country. So we'll give you five more seconds. Count it down, three, two, one, if you can give your answers. So um, everyone says England. Um, the correct answer is actually Italy. Um, I don't know, actually, I wonder if I can show my screen here. Oh, yeah, I can. Share screen. I'll do that and start sharing. Oop, and go to that one. So you can probably see the board there. Um, the weird part around this particular board, so I think England, you're very, very close. But in fact, the difference is in, in England, Wales is actually split into two separate uh, areas. So there's like a southern Wales and a northern Wales. I can't, remember, I can't actually see for here on the screen resolution what it is. Uh, but Italy in itself is is no different. Um, France has, is um, significantly different. You've got Burgundy kind of split into two. Um, Germany's very different, so you actually don't have Munich as a supply centre. It's just a non-playable centre called Bavaria. Uh, Cologne actually becomes a supply centre. Um, Austria um, is very similar, except um, Budapest is split into two. Um, Turkey is an absolute bloody mess. It's got so many territories down there that we don't normally see. And uh, Russia is um, very similar as well. Uh, but basically, you can kind of see it's got, uh, instead of uh, Sevastopol going all the way through to the Caucasus, it's got a separate territory called Caucasus. So there we go. I'm going to get rid of sharing the screen. So otherwise, you'll see what the uh, the next, you can probably actually see what the first question is going to be, but uh, the next question, but we'll, um, won't see the answer. So answered it already. Oh, great. Thank you very much. So the question for those who uh, haven't just seen that, um, can I just confirm nobody can actually see the, my uh, my screen now? Yes. Good. Okay. Excellent. <laughs> so the next I question cannot. is, um, yes, you know, what is the colour on the board of Russia in the 1971 James, sorry, James, Games Research Printing of Diplomacy? So this is the 1971 version. Um, for those of you who may recall this one, if you're playing at home, um, I've got a copy of this one. Uh, it's got all those amusing type of... Uh, pictures of you know people with long twirly mustaches and big amusing hats and you know people throwing bombs from cars and things like that around the side at various points of time. So uh, the question is, uh, what's the colour on the board of Russia in 1971 games research diplomacy? Um, we'll give you five more seconds. Three, two, one. If you can hit return. So we have Marcus saying white, Peter saying purple, Hal saying maroon or maroon, uh, David saying purple. Um, the answer I have is purple, but I you could uh, I don't know, Kana, would you kind of say it's a slight maroony colour or not? Do you want to kind of go get the board? I'm I'm literally googling it because maroon <laughs> is is a type of purple, and I I, I think that's I think that's uh, Pretty good, you know. Purple's like any group of colours between violet and red, and maroon is like, yeah, a type of purple. So I'm going to accept maroon um, because people's eyesight works differently. Um, and yep, we'll go with that. So Marcus, white. Um, 
I, I learned on a, I learned with Russia and on a white um, Russia, but I'm afraid that's not correct. Everyone else gets a point. So well done there. Um, and of course, Hal was probably playing to the crowd because um, maroon is actually the Queensland's traditional sporting colour. So uh, you probably got a bit of a of <laughs> unintentional leg up there without <laughs> even knowing it. Uh, <laughs> um, Do I need to start singing Waltzing Matilda now? <laughs> no, you just got to go Queensland. Uh, like McGregor and Hill and Wishart, etc. I think that they've got a youth men's Billy Moore is obviously very, very pumped up. Okay, so the next question is a true or false question. So this will be relatively fast. Um, so hopefully you, you know this one. When two units bounce in a territory and another unit is dislodged in an adjacent territory, can that um, dislodged unit retreat to where the bounce occurred? So that's a simple true or false. Is it true or false or yes or no? Uh. <laughs> I suppose it could be yes or no, but we will accept yes or no or true or false. Um, so when two units bounce in a territory and another unit is dislodged in an adjacent territory, that unit can, can it retreat to where the bounce occurred. So if we can have your answers in three, two, one. So answers from Marcus is false. Um, Peter says no, unless it's WDC 2016 top board with Peter Jurgen in Serbia. <laughs> um, That's a story we need to hear. Sorry, Hal? That's a story we need to hear then. That's a story you can watch on Chris Martin's channel. He did it like while he was being filmed on the cameras. <laughs> he took his units and put it in illegal territory. So it was a bit of a Flying Dutchman move, was it? And, and, and the move stood. The retreat stood. <laughs> Um, Hal also said false and David said no. So I think everybody got a point on that one. That's that's correct. Well done. Um, question seven um, is um, this is this is a good one. I think so, um, so. Some of you may may not know this one. So the Russian language version of diplomacy uh, online. So the Russian language website for playing diplomacy is managed by a person of what nationality? Question is the Russian language diplomacy website is managed by a person of what nationality? That will give you five more seconds. God, I know his name, but I don't know where he's from. <laughs> <laughs> so, is everyone ready? We'll do a three, two, one if you are. Three, two, one. If you can hit return, please. So, Marcus says Ukraine. Peter says Russian, Italian, Jewel, Alex. Hal says Ukrainian, and David says Ukraine. Uh, the correct answer is Ukraine. He is Ukrainian, so it is, it is flame. Um, so I've, I've attempted My to get him. Yuri. Sorry, Yuri. Yuri. Oh, is that his real name? Okay, there you go. Um, so I have attempted to kind of have him on, on the show a couple of times. Um, one of the first times actually was shortly after the Russian invasion just to kind of get the take of a player on the ground, what it's actually like in real life. Um, but he, he kind of feels that his English isn't um, – whilst his conversational English on by chatting, by text is perfectly fine, he didn't really kind of feel uh, up to being on the show speaking it. So, um, uh, But anyway, the, the invitation still stands. So we've got um, three, three um, people got that one. So that's excellent. Um, we might have 
We'll have three more questions and then we'll do a, uh, a score update if that's okay, Kana. Sure. So um, question eight, what is the name of Meta or Facebook's uh, diplomacy playing AI? I, I guess I'd better get this one right. <laughs> which, uh, which diplomacy playing AI, full press or, or gumbo? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> right, 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 right. Okay. So the answer I've actually got is the one that has recently had a fair amount of media publicity, which I think is full press from memory. Just put all of them down, Marcus, and you get twelve points. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So we'll do. So I'll read the question one more time. Um, what is the name of Meta or Facebook's diplomacy playing artificial intelligence system? I'll give you five more seconds. And if you can put in your answers now in three, two, one, return. Okay, so um, we do have everybody got it correct, which is Cicero. Uh, Marcus is an overachiever with uh, saying Cicero, <laughs> Diplodocus, Dora, um, and Searchbot. So, um, Kana, over to you how you want to score that one. Um, well, I would think that would be just a quarter of a point because three of the answers are incorrect. <laughs> they, they all play diplomacy. Diplodocus, Dora, and Search Boss are all gummo uh, AIs. <laughs> it's true. Um, okay, I'm going to give everyone one point and Marcus two points. There we go. Oh, that seems unfair to me. This seems <laughs> like it's the 2016 WDC all over again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's no expectation of fairness here, let's <laughs> be honest. Unless you're not given four points, no, no, because that's... Uh... <laughs> so um, we'll move on to the next question. So, uh, Hal, you, you brought up WDC. Uh, we've got a couple of questions around WDC. Actually, what we're going to do, Kane, we are going to do, we're going to do three questions now because they're all WDC related. Um, okay, and then I'll jump in we'll with, 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 the, with yep. the scores. So the question is, who won WDC this year in 2020, sorry, 2022? So hopefully you've got that. So who won WDC in 2022? Answers in uh, five seconds. So three, two, one. If you can reveal your answers, please. I, I couldn't think, so I'm putting anything in. <laughs> okay, so uh, Marcus didn't have an answer. David said, not me. Uh, Peter McMurray said, Dan Lester. Hal said, Peter Lester. Uh, the answer, in fact, is Dan or Daniel Lester. So Peter is correct. So sorry, only Peter gets a point. So close there, uh, Hal. Um, Kane, are you giving me any half points for the surname being correct? No. <laughs> you... I, I want to – what, what authority can I protest this on? <laughs> Where's the game master? <laughs> um, Kana, you, you're happy to kind of still stick with your no. The, the judge's decision is final. Well, if I give if I give Howe one point, then I'm going to have to give Peter two, and that's going to throw out all the value of the other questions. Oh, there we go. There we are. Sorry, Howe. Well, judge's well, decision is final. Four, uh, two points for for giving four answers to one. <laughs> so I'd say that your your scoring system's kind of screwy a little bit anyway. <laughs> I know I said scoring systems and diplomacy-related games are perfect. <laughs> we playing by Paris rules or German rules in this for the scoring? <laughs> uh, we, we, we're going with the uh, convention of diplomatic um, quizzes there now. Um, 
Okay, so we're moving on. So the next WDC question is, which nation has won the most WDC championships uh, based on the nationality of the winning player? So depending on the nationality of the winning player, on that basis, which country has won the most WDC championships? So are you asking the nationality of the winner or the Correct. the country they were playing on the game board? The first one, the the nationality of the player. So um, you might have an American who's playing Italy, so they would be considered uh, as American. Hmm. And when are you starting the counting from? Is this pre or post-1999? Ooh, um, I will just cheat for a second. So I was going to double check. What's 1999 got to do with it? No, 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 no. The, the, I, I don't know. Um, it's basically the information that's currently published on Wikipedia around the diplomacy championships and tournaments. So I think from memory, uh, it kind of goes back to about, and I'm just kind of bringing it up here. Hmm. Don't cheat anybody. Um, oh, far out. Why doesn't it say on this one? I thought it was something like about 1982 or something, but I can just—I'm trying to double check. It, it, it is. It's about 1980, I think. Uh, okay. It's 88. 88, is it? Okay. Here we are. International. Sorry. The okay. So don't don't look for international prize list of diplomacy. Okay. Um, 1988 is the uh, is the year it commences. My name should be on that website. It's on Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> I'll update it for you after the podcast. So, um, reminder of the question again. So, which country essentially, based on the nationality of the winning player, has won the most WDCs? So, hopefully you've got an answer. So, five more seconds. And three, two, one. If you can reveal your answers, please. Okay. Um. Marcus, Peter, and David said France. Hal said the United States. So we do have a winner. In fact, we have three winners. Um, it is France is the correct answer. So um, I was actually surprised by this when I kind of came up with a question. I did totally expect it to be Americans actually winning. Um, France has won. Sorry, the uh, player of the the nationality of the player who won has France has won ten times. Um, America has won seven times. Like all, almost all of those will be Cyril, Savon, and, and Gwen Maggie, right? <laughs> uh, I think it's mainly just those two. Oh, no, 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 no. If you go back into the uh, early 90s, there's a couple of other people. There's uh, Pascal Mont... Well, I'm going to butcher this, so my apologies. Pascal Montagna and Bruno Andre Girid... Oh, God, I can't bloody pronounce Bruno Enrique Thank you very much for that, Peter. Um yeah, so there we are. We've got a few few there. Um, and uh, third in the countries who um, have won is Australia on five, probably largely because of Andrew Goff. Right. And, uh, and fourth uh, is, is uh, the UK with um, four wins. So uh, last question before we get a points update. Which city is hosting the WDC 2023? So next year's WDC, which city is hosting? So we'll give you five more seconds. Okay, and three, two.
two, one. If people can kind of hit return now. And we have uh, everyone's a winner. Every, every child gets a prize. So uh, <laughs> Bangkok is correct. So uh, well well done there for everybody. So, uh, Kana, do you want to kind of give a score update after 11 rounds? Sure. Um, Captain Meme is on uh, seven points. Hal Shield is on six points. David is on seven points. And Peter is on nine points. Wow. Okay. So still anybody's game. Still very much anybody's game. So um, I thought, Kana, I might now jump to some of your questions. I might do half of them, and depending on time-wise, we might come back to the other half later. Is that cool? Sounds good. Okay. So, um, Kana, these these questions, if you don't like these ones, these are from Kana, so, so blame him. But if you like them, um, it's it's a joint effort. Okay. So um, these, these questions are all around famous diplomacy-related quotes. So what we will do is we'll, we'll, I'll read out the actual famous quote that kind of relates to um, – diplomacy um, and when I say that it's probably uh, it, it's not necessarily something and I'll, I'll say it right now it's not necessarily something that's been said by a famous you know diplomacy player it's it's more around the concept and how that obviously how we apply that within the game so uh, one point for correctly identifying the person who made the quote you get two points for correctly identifying obviously the person and then the modern or historical country that that person is identified and you get a Further point for correctly identifying the rough historical time period. Um, so, um, to be honest, I kind of don't expect too many people to get three points, um, but there hopefully will be some people getting one and uh, maybe occasionally two. Does that all make sense, the way I've kind of described how that works? <clears throat> so, I'll give I a quote. I don't have high hopes, yeah. but yep. Cool. So <laughs> maybe. I'll give a, I'll give a quote. <laughs> you, you say who you who you think is associated with that, who you think that, that um, country in air quotes, you know, represents so what they were most familiar with, or who they're most familiar with as, a, as an actual country, and then a rough historical period. Okay. So um, the first questions of the quotes is, um, a deceitful man will always find plenty who are ready to be deceived. So who said that? What... Um, country are they most associated with and any rough time period and um, I don't know uh, time period kind of what you want to kind of again you'll be the uh, arbiter on that one um, any any year or um, century range that that hits <laughs> okay cool so I'll century read the quote range. sorry say that again Peter a century range so like between 10,000 BC and <laughs> 22 oh no say um you know, if, if, if the date range finished in 1866 and you said the 19th century, I'd accept that. There you go. So one more time, I'll read the question one more time and then we'll go to answers. The question is, uh, the quote, a deceitful man will always find plenty who are ready to be deceived. So um, if you can hit return in three, sorry, Hale's about to ask a question. And the, the country is the country that the person you the believe quoted it was from? Uh, correct. But, correct. We, okay. but, but there is a little bit of, I think Kane has also allowed a, a fair amount of leeway there as well. So is that right, Kane? Yeah. So some of these may no longer be countries where that person is from, uh, but it, the modern country would be acceptable in that answer. Does that make sense? 
Yes. Cool. About as much sense as the scoring system, but that's okay. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So the example being like if um, the, the quote was from Fred Flintstone, uh, presumably the country would be whatever is the place that Fred Flintstone lives in, and the, the other answer would be acceptable would be the United States because I assume Fred Flintstone was American because he spoke with an American accent. So um, the answer, so the, again, so we're going to reveal our, our responses in three, two, one. Hit return. Okay, so um, the correct answer is, in fact, Machiavelli. Um, and the, so the country would be Italy or the Florentine Republic. And the date range we're looking for is 1469 to 1527. So I think uh, Kana can, can judge on that. But I'll say quickly who's everybody answers were. Uh, Marcus said uh, Henry Kissinger, United States, 20th century. Peter McNamara, which actually seems pretty pretty appropriate for Henry Kissinger, that quote. Uh, Peter McNamara that, said... That probably needs some points. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Peter McNamara uh, said Machiavelli, Italy and Middle Ages. Uh, Hal said uh, Churchill, 1936 England. And David also said Machiavelli, Italy, Florence and Renaissance. So... Um, Kainer, I assume uh, both Peter and David get points on the Machiavelli and the Italy-Florence connection. It's up to you around the uh, the time period. Um, yeah, I'm giving them two points each. Two One, points each. Correct, correct Machiavelli, correct country. We need actual, uh, an actual date, huh? Okay. Yeah, an actual date would be appreciated. And what you'll kind of give, you know, plus or minus, what, 50 years either side or something, Kainer? Yeah, well, like like I said, I'd accept a century range, but a a number. There needs to be a number there, not not a historical period. Yeah, so so, um, Marcus and Hal are playing the game correctly when it comes to um, the date range. Correct. Okay, excellent. So the second question, second quote we have is, to have ultimate victory, you must be ruthless. To have ultimate victory, you must be ruthless. Very appropriate, actually, for a diplomacy board, Kane. A good, good choice. Yeah, there's some good ones out there. Yeah. Not too many Care Bear quotes there. Um, so we'll, uh, once again, tap down the name, what country they're represented from and time period. I think hopefully everyone's got their answers in by now. So five more seconds. And we'll count them down. Three, two, one. If you can reveal your answers, please. Okay, so we do have uh, a correct answer. Um, the, the person, in fact, was uh, Napoleon Bonaparte uh, from France, and um, the date range I think Kena had was 1769 to 1821. So from that point of view, actually, we've got some big wins here because both David um, and Hal uh, guessed the right date range as well. Hal, 1814, and David said 1800. So... Um, Three points for those guys. Well done. Um, Marcus, unfortunately, mate, um, Barbosa from Germany in the 1700s, incorrect, unfortunately, and Peter said Confucius from China, 100 BC. So um, anyway, excellent. Third question, third quote. Uh, it is easier to cope with a bad conscience than with a bad reputation. Very deep one, that one. It is easier to cope with a bad conscience conscience than with a bad reputation. 
So um, that one, I'm not quite sure if people are going to know this one or not. I think this one might be a little bit, little bit more obscure than normal, but we'll see how we go. Um, we'll give you another five more seconds. Hopefully, everyone's got an answer down. So we'll count it down: three, two, one. Can you hit return, please. <laughs> so the uh, the uh, the so those those at home uh, the reason people are <laughs> quoting is laughing is because the quote of it is easier to cope with a bad conscience than with a bad reputation uh, is being attributed by uh, Marcus to uh, Andrew Goff, <laughs> Australia two thousands. <laughs> he may have said that I don't know, but uh, in fact, Hal and David are correct. It is uh, Nietzsche. Uh, in Germany, uh, so and the time period for Nietzsche's is um, uh, Friedrich Nietzsche is 1844 to 1900. So I think Ooh, that's. Ooh, I just did. Yeah. Lucky, yeah. Yeah, so, so both Hal and David did very well there. And uh, Peter McNamara um, went for Confucius, <laughs> Confucius Greece, 1950. <laughs> well, probably just deserves the point for creativity. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why you keep wanting to give away points, uh, <laughs> David. <laughs> um, Kane, well, I you might said just... maroon was purple, which it isn't, so. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can jump around on any of these quotes if you okay, like. Okay, cool. Um, I'll, I might jump around for, for, for this next one because I don't know if anyone is actually going to know that fourth one. Um, so this one is... Uh, okay, so... Um, no, 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 no. The, no, okay, I'm going to go for this one. So um, so the next quote is, war is merely the continuation of policy by other means, which is sometimes often misquoted as war is diplomacy by other means. I've actually also heard it as war is politics by other means. So uh, obviously maybe it wasn't an English speaker because the translation keeps getting butchered. But who said that? Where were they from? And roughly the time period. War is merely the continuation of policy by other means. How's thinking deeply? I think Peter, Marcus and David have got the right answer. They've kind of turned off their, their video so we don't actually know when they're deep in thought. <laughs> You're giving away the poker face there, Hal. <laughs> We'll give a few more seconds. Goff was my first guess, but I'm not going with that. <laughs> War is merely the continuation of policy by other means. Uh, five more seconds. So if you haven't got Could an answer, be Trump. If you haven't got an answer, start putting something in. So count it down. Three, two, one. If you can hit return, please. Okay. Uh... Hal, you didn't submit an answer. Sorry, hang on. My mouse moved. Excellent, thank Sorry, you. Sorry, I thought I hit, turned up my, yep, my mouse. Had, uh, you clearly weren't kind of adding yeah. extra bits in at the end. So um, um, David and Hal got this one correct as well. Um, it's uh, von Clausewitz, so from Germany or Prussia, and I think the time period we were looking for is 1780 to 1831, so both both oh. correct. So... Um, Jeez, I don't know if I, I'm actually. Not... Uh, Hal has Hal has Clausewitz living to be about 120, I think. Yeah. Oh wait a sec. Oh, I've got the, I've got the uh, time. Yeah, I got the date wrong. Yeah. Yes, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 
So three points, three points for for David and two for Hal. I guess is that right, um, Kayla? Yeah, and I love Marcus's uh, response on that one. Richard the Lionheart, <laughs> USA, nineteen eighty-five. Yes, I'm, I'm casting a wide net. I don't know any of these, so I just want one uh, point. <laughs> and uh, Peter McNamara, Henry Kissinger, USA, nineteen seventy. So another another Kissinger reference. So we've got we'll go to our last um, our last quote type of question, which some people will be going, "Thank God for that." Um, the last quote we have is because complexity inhibits flexibility. Early choices are especially crucial. Oh, what a! Can you read that again? Absolutely, because complexity inhibits flexibility. Early choices are especially crucial. Very appropriate, I think, when it comes to your openings and what you do. Because complexity inhibits flexibility. Early choices are especially crucial. So it's not Kissinger or Reagan. Mm. What, because they weren't flexible? I mean, it's not Reagan. <laughs> the words are too complex for them. Hmm. Okay. And do you want the country where they were born or the country that they would have set it in? Oh, I think that's a good hit for the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think you'd probably say the country that they are most um, associated, most associated well known for. Yeah, most known for would probably be a good way yeah. of saying it, yes. So, because complexity inhibits flexibility, early choices are especially crucial. So, we might give you five more seconds there. And we'll count down the answers. Three, two, one. Return. Okay, so um, we do have a winner. There is one person that has this correct, and it in fact is Hal. Well done, Hal. It is Kissinger. <laughs> you just kept guessing Kissinger till it got, and you got the correct one. <laughs> well, I think most other people when they were asking saying Kissinger were, I think it was Peter and and Marcus said Kissinger previously. So there we go. Um, you are 100% correct, Hal. So uh, Henry Kissinger, United States, um, and that date range in the 1970s is correct. Uh, Marcus said Cicero, Rome, 100 AD-ish. Good answer. Um, and uh, Peter McNamara, Sun Tzu, Germany, 1900, still piss farting around. And David, uh, similarly, me, USA, 2022. Um, I don't know, Kana, do you want to give a quick update for the scores if you can? Um, oh. And then we'll go into the final set of questions. I absolutely do. Captain Mean is on seven. Peter is on 11. David is on 18. And Hal is on 18. Ooh, we may need a recount. Uh, I think the quotes broke you guys up. Brought you guys up to the lead. So we'll see what the uh, we'll see what the other lot of questions will lead. I, I will us not to. concede. I'll keep the U.S. current tradition going. I will not concede, regardless of what you claim this. <laughs> can Can Captain Meme and I pull our resources together? <laughs> I'd be down for that. Make an alliance. Make an alliance. Yeah. Okay, so the next question is, what is the name of the local diplomacy club in Chicago? It's lightning rounds. No, no, these are just normal rounds, but you'd kind of, based on the way the keyboards are being bashed, you'd think it was a lightning <laughs> round. <laughs> so what is the name of the local diplomacy club in Chicago? Oh, yeah, okay, so yeah, hit return Sorry now because David just has. <laughs> 
Sorry, sorry, sorry. It's quite all right. It's quite all right. Oh, no. No, David sent it just to me personally. Sorry. <laughs> David, are you, so David sent it through to me personally, but I've, I've, um, I've uh, yes, so we've, we've got here. Oh, no, no, everyone has. Good. Windy City, Windy City Weasels is correct. Everyone got that right. So, well, uh, well except Windy Weasels. Weasels. Uh, up to you, Kana. Is that two-thirds of a point? <laughs> I'll accept it. Moving on. Moving on. Close enough. Okay, so um, I'm, I'm sure none of you have ever done this, but the, uh, the next question is, how many playable land territories are there on the board of diplomacy? This is a lightning round, right? No, 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 no. This is just normal round. Is this closest or is this like... I reckon we'll give closest, don't you, Kana? Closest. Yep. Okay. So how many playable land territories are there on the board? Playable. What do you mean by playable? Do you mean not Switzerland? Or? Not Switzerland, not Ireland, not okay. Iceland, that type of thing. So what we would normally be able to move a unit into? Land unit. Land unit. Well, it could be, it could be a coastal area. That would be – sorry. So coastal regions are considered land, okay? So I'm not divided by coast, like Romania East Coast and – Wait a minute. There is no, no Romania so East Coast. Uh, no, <laughs> you know what I mean? We're so counting Bulgaria East and South as two. No, okay. So I'll make it clear. So Bulgaria is one. Serbia is one. Greece is one, etc. Okay. All right. So it's provinces. How many how many yeah. land provinces are there? Yes, that yeah, could be another way of saying keep, it. Yes. Can you just keep listing them, Ambi, until you've gone through all of them? I think it would help us count it. <laughs> St. Petersburg, Moscow, Okay, so I think we've had enough time there. So um, if you can reveal your answers in three, two, one. Okay. Ooh, this is much closer than I expected. So Marcus has said 70, Hallis said 53, Peter has said 56, and David has says 54. The correct answer is 57. Oh. <laughs> so, Peter, I am blown away with that. So um So which one did I miss? <laughs> <laughs> Syria, everyone forgets it. <laughs> okay. Um, you missed question. Can we? Does that next question? Which one you missed? You missed Clyde. <laughs> that would be a good guess for missing for one to miss. I think it would be Tuscany. Tuscany is the one everyone always forgets. I, I would definitely not miss Clyde because I know that there's six in the UK. Oh, well, very, very close. So that was – I'm very surprised. Well done. So um, actually, Kana, the question, what I wrote there, question 14, I'm going to hold to the last question, I think. So um, the next question is a common variant rule in diplomacy is an order that turns an army to a fleet or a fleet to an army. What is that type of order called? So a common variant rule in diplomacy is an order that turns an army to a fleet or a fleet to an army. What is that type of order called? Mm-hmm. So those of you who play <coughs> variants, probably this is a little bit of a uh, unfair advantage, but um, anyway. I.e. David E. Cohen. 
Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, maybe a little bit of Marcus too occasionally. So um, five more seconds. If you haven't got an answer, just try to put something down. You might be right. You never know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Kissinger. <laughs> it's it's a Kissinger move. Okay, so if we can, uh, that, huh? so if you can uh, provide your response in three, two, and one, hit return, please. Oh. Okay, so um, we do have some uh, correct answers. In fact, I'd probably consider three correct answers. Kana, do you? Yes, 3.3, correct. So uh, the answer is transform, your transformer unit. So from army to fleet, fleet to army, and Hal said disband. So um, well done there, Marcus, Peter, and David. See, even some people who aren't variant players got that one right. Okay, um, what type of opening is a roadhog? What type of diplomacy opening is a roadhog? So I'm looking here for a particular country and a particular set of moves. What type of opening is a roadhog? The full set of moves. Oh, it doesn't have to it will be what was commonly constitutes a roadhog. A roadhog is, um, there can be some small variations to how it is executed, but there is... Um, definitely a common componentry which makes it uh, a roadhog. So uh, hopefully you might have some answers by now. We might count it. Actually, is this, has everyone got answers or, or not? Mm. Does anyone need more time? Now I do. I just need a second to type. Okay, sure. Okay. Okay. So cool. if you can reveal your answers in uh, three, two, and one, return, please. Okay. So um, we all have people saying Austria, which is correct. Um, and Peter says Fleet Trieste, hold Army Budapest to Serbia, Army Vienna to Tyrolia. Marcus says Adriatic Trieste, Tyrolia. Okay. So that's obviously Adriatic. Oh, yeah, go to Adriatic, go to Trieste, go to Tyrolia. Austria is, oh, sorry, Hal says um, Vienna, Galicia to Galicia, sorry, Budapest to Serbia. And David has said uh, Trieste hold Budapest to Romania. Um, so everyone got correct with Austria, but there's only one player that's got it correct overall, and that is David. So it is uh, Trieste holding Budapest moving to Romania. And then the other unit can go pretty much anywhere. That's where you get a slight variation. So I lucked um, out. I just couldn't think of what Vienna was supposed to do. And well, I just guess I didn't have to. Didn't matter. So basically the, the thing is and Vienna can do whatever. Um, so I guess that would be two points for David on that one. Kana? I'm actually going one point for everyone for getting Austria. Yep. One point to the people who held fleet in Trieste. And one point... For, the, for David, an extra point for David for getting the full lot. So that's three points for David, uh, two for um, Marcus and uh, Peter, and one point for everyone else. Uh, I, I didn't, as much as I like points, I didn't put Fleet Trieste hold, I put it going to Adriatic. Marcus, you're my ally, don't say that. <laughs> Peter, Austria, Fleet Trieste, H, holds. 
No, my one. Uh, disagree with your orders as they're written. Okay, so are we moving on? Good. Um, so did I, did I misorder something there? Sorry. Was, uh, uh, no, I was just saying uh, you gave me a point for holding Trieste, but I didn't hold Trieste. I moved uh, Budapest there. Oh, I see. Okay, Marcus. Thank you for being honest. <laughs> You've lost a point. <laughs> okay, so I'm conscious of the time. We've probably only got – we only have two more questions left and then we'll wrap it up. So uh, the next question I have, I'm going to kind of keep it contemporary um, based on the year because some of these questions that we won't use probably reuse for another time. So uh, we'll kind of um, keep this one relatively contemporary. So um, virtual games became a common feature during COVID. Um, this is a two-part question, each uh, part worth a point. What is the name of the online system often used to communicate and negotiate for these games? And the second uh, part of the question is the common platform used for submitting and adjudicating games is called Backstabber. Spell Backstabber. <laughs> so so the answer to part A is not Backstabber, okay? So just, just so we understand Wait, so that. Sorry, is part A the, the application that they do it on, or is it the yeah, name a, of what they do? Part A is the application commonly used to communicate okay. and negotiate for the games, and part B is the common platform used normally for submitting and adjudicating the games, which is Backstabber, spell Backstabber. So Skype doesn't like yep. my spelling of Backstabber. Oh. Can I put in the name of a player who's a backstabber? Would that count? <laughs> That's, we want to wrap this up relatively soon, Hal. It'd be a very long list. Well, yeah, it would be, I guess. Just A-M-B-Y. <laughs> <laughs> so any, any mistake on the second one we're putting down to autocorrect, huh? Yeah, probably. So hopefully everyone's got some answers. If you can uh, show your answers in three, two, one. And everybody got correct with Discord and everybody got correct with the correct spelling of Backstabber, which is um, without the letter E. So um, everyone got points there. Okay, so this is the last question. Um, now, this is, this is uh, well, obviously this will be part of our, our Christmas uh, show for 2022. So we've actually got, we're going to end with a Christmas-related question that involves diplomacy. How much is this one worth, given it's worth Christmas? I don't know. That's that's up to you, Kenny. You're the adjudicator. Oh, we have to give some points on. I think a, I think a large one for the final one. A large points. Shall we? Shall we say thirty? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what's about right. Uh, I'm going to go five points for getting this one correct. All right, go. Okay. So the Christmas question is: We all know Santa Claus is based on the real life Saint Nicholas, who was a bishop in Europe. If Saint Nicholas was sitting down playing diplomacy today. In his bishopric seat, which territory on the board would he be playing in? So Saint Nicholas is a real life person. He was a bishop in Europe. If he was sitting down to play a game of diplomacy where he is bishop, which territory or province, I'll accept that, would he actually be sitting at in on the board? This is a complete guess. 
being the Jewish kid on the in the, this game, it's definitely a complete guess. <laughs> True. Maybe next year we might have a Hanukkah question. <laughs> Where did the first Hanukkah occur? It was on the board. It was on Syria. There we go. You got the answer ahead for that one. Um, so we might. <laughs> so um, we might kind of do our reveal of answers in three, two, one. Turn please. Okay, so um, unfortunately nobody got it correct. <laughs> so Peter said Denmark, Hal said Bohemia, Marcus said Holland, and David said Ruhr. Uh, the correct answer, uh, unfortunately, is Smyrna. So uh, Saint Nick was a bishop of a uh, of the oh, that's right. town of Mira, which is modern day Dermry, which is a five hundred kilometer drive southeast from the modern day Izmir or Smyrna. So he would be on the coast of current day turkey so that's the end of all the questions so uh Kana, it's time for you to kind of give the final points wrap up and announce who the winner is okay um trailing in in fourth position is um marcus captain meme on 12 uh peter mcnamara promoted to the next league now <laughs> Peter McNamara uh, wraps up on 18. Hal Schill hits a walking. <laughs> Hal's asked, is, is this a qualifying event for DB&I? <laughs> <laughs> it should be. <laughs> Hal Schill hits a, um, a whopping 22 points. Oh. And David... Wins the quiz on 25 points. Congratulations, David. I cleaned up my fortunately. (laughs) (laughs) Where's the missing ballots? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There's no computer computer counting on on this quiz. (laughs) So, um, great game. He just needs 11,780 points. <laughs> Great game, everybody! Uh, well done to David for for winning. Uh, commiserations to everybody else, but uh, you played well. And hopefully, you also had a bit of fun along the way. So, uh, thank you so much for being part of of our uh, Christmas special. And uh, David, the invitation is now open to you for uh, for next year. Woohoo! Merry <laughs> Christmas to all. Happy holidays! Thanks for the invite to participate. No problem. Great to have you all on. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. Take care. And we're back. Cheers. Cheers. I think it was the quiz, the, uh, the, um, the quotes that did it. Yeah. I think, I think if we had less quote questions, we may have had a different outcome. I think, I think Peter, Peter was definitely in the lead um, before those, those, those quotes came up. And I have to say, I was quite surprised. I don't think I would have gotten them. In fact, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't have gotten them. The only one I would have definitely got was the Von Klaus Swiss one, because I'm familiar with that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the rest of them was really just some good guessing. Oh, I might have I, gotten I, the Machiavelli think... one. I might have gotten that one. Yeah, I reckon I may have got the Kissinger one, only because the the way it was said it seemed to be constructed in quite modernish language, you know, the last yeah, 50 years yeah, around. Yeah. I, I have to say, Hal did quite a 
quite a trick on that last quote too. Yes. <laughs> oh, it can't be, can't be, can't be Kissinger. <laughs> he knows damn well it's Kissinger. Yeah, it's Kissinger. There you go. Yeah, very, very good, clever. So, um, look, I, I particularly enjoyed that. Um, I think it was actually better than our hundredth show because we just focused on the game. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. I think the hundredth show, we also included stuff around our own, our own podcast. Which was fun at the time. It probably was appropriate for uh, celebrating 100 episodes of the show, but for this, just keeping it very much straight and narrow around the game and associations with the game, I think was probably a better better run. There's some good questions you had, we had, you had there. Could you put on? I, I, yeah, I, I must admit, I think I, both you and I um, came up with some better questions this time. A little bit more territories. Everyone got that wrong. But very close. Close, yes. Yeah. yeah I'd be interested to know what um, what ones people missed, like when they were counting them out in their heads. Right. When, I, when I'm thinking about the map, I start. I generally start around Austria because that's probably the more complex and sort of work my way in an anti-clockwise direction around the map. Yep. Going down to. Turkey, Russia, do Scandinavia. I don't normally count Denmark in that sweep before jumping over to England. Come down, like kind of brush the North American ones and then come up Italy, Germany, Italy, France, Germany. Uh That's how I do that kind of. See, I, kind of, I do it the almost exact opposite. I automatically go, I'll do the UK first, six bang. Then I swing down to the Iberian Peninsula, mm-hmm. two bang. Then it's over to Africa, two bang. You know what I mean? Then sweep up okay, through, yeah. you know, through uh, Syria and whatever into... So I'll, I'll kind of but do, like, do, do you count France when you're going through Iberia? No, no. So then you kind of so, go through um, Turkey and then onto the Balkans and Austria, then onto Italy, then onto France. Then through the low countries and but then it gets confusing because you probably have to get to make a decision to keep going through Germany and then onto Russia and then probably loop all the way back down to Scandi or the other way around and reverse. Yeah. But it's hey, got a certain appeal to it. It's got a certain appeal to it. <laughs> but look, it was it was great fun. I enjoyed it lots. Um, I hopefully our listeners enjoyed it too. Um, and and the funny part was that we actually wrote more questions than we gave. Than we needed, yeah. So, so um, we've got some ones that we can keep up our sleeve for next year. Next year. And in fact, in doing that, it kind of got me thinking around a whole range of other new questions that I haven't even written down on the list yet. Ooh, okay. What, what's, what are you kind of thinking about? Without giving anything now, away. No, no, no. no. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk off tape about that. Okay. We'll all right, all right, all right. Anyway, so uh, again, thank you for listening to that. Hopefully you enjoyed it. And um, congratulations again to David Cohen, David Cohen. Um, and uh, hopefully, well, he's already said yes, he's happy to um, come back next year. Brilliant. He um, he said, actually, you got copied into this email as well. He kind of, afterwards, he, he spoke to his wife around, hey, uh, I won this diplomacy trivia contest. <laughs> and um, what did she call it? Oh, I've mean, actually written it, it's in, it's in my notes. Give me one second. Oh, yeah. She kind of... <laughs> so, David said, my wife found out about this, and her two-word comment, word, comment was, Dork Central. <laughs> Dork Central. 
Uh, so good, so good. Anyway, so um, it is Christmas. It is Christmas. It's a time for gift giving. Um, you kind of said that, yeah, unfortunately, you haven't quite um, organised things just in time for you. It's a mere culpa. Um, I, I, had organized, I thought it was at the store. I checked on the website that it was there. Yes, it was in stock. But when I arrived, it wasn't. So I, I apologise, but I will get you your gift, which would be... Um, Imagine I'm giving it to you now. Oh, am I going to actually kind of... Are you going to tell me what it is? I'm going to tell you what it is. Okay, cool. Yeah. Thank you. It, it's, it looks um, like it's lovely. It's kind of it's got this very ethereal <laughs> context. It's, I say... <laughs> unwrap it, unwrap it first. It's a book. It, it is a book. <laughs> um, I knew it felt like a book. So, oh, what? Hang on. The phone just flipped. Oh, okay. So, um, it's probably a good thing you haven't got that for me because I already have it. Oh, you have it? Oh, <laughs> I've already okay. got it on my Kindle. Oh, no, no, I've already else. bought it. Oh, have you read it? <laughs> yes, I have read it. Okay, so it's Dan, it was going to be Dan Carlin's uh, The End Is Always Near. Well, there we oh, go. So actually that worked so out That actually worked well. out okay. Excellent. Excellent. Oh, okay. So, um, uh, much the same. I know you quite like him as a, as a, as a, as a podcaster. Yes, um, I listened to it, actually. Um, oh, okay. In audio. Oh, yeah. It's quite a good read. It is a good read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Enjoyable. Alright, no, and the funny else. part is, I think he actually wrote that prior to COVID. So there's like a whole chapter all around pandemics and you know where it's been historically. He kind of ends, I think, that chapter around when you know who's to say you know what happens if how we would deal with that if it happened again in the future or something like that. And of course, within about six months of him sending out that book out, fucking COVID happens. COVID happens. Yep. So as I said, um, I can't remember if it was off tape or whatever, or whether it was on tape. But yes, I kind of. I had a good idea for yours, in much the same way I tried to work out how am I going to organise this online, and bizarrely I found it was far easier just to kind of go to a shop in Brisbane and organise it. Just to get them or to order it? Well, get, get them to yeah. to do it, you know what I mean, okay. and um, to order it, whatever. And um, so to do that, and I said, oh look, I'm going to be catching up on Wednesday, can I have it on Tuesday? And I didn't, I didn't hear anything from them, so I'm phoning them today, and I said, oh yeah, 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 sorry, blah, blah, blah. So, because I was in the office, fortunately because Mrs. Andy's back, I got her to go off and get it for me. But literally, I only got it like about five, ten minutes before I had to start coming down here. So it was really, okay. really pushing it. So much so, I haven't had a chance to wrap it. Oh, so it's I'll, just, I'll, I'll pretend to unwrap it's it on the... It's uh, in a box. So, uh, Kana, thank you very much for a wonderful 12 months. Well, Merry Christmas. Well, what could it be? It's flat. Um, it's not ceramics. <laughs> two centimetres tall, standing. Okay. Opening it up. What is it? It's a better V-dip player. What does this mean? Kate? <laughs> you got to take it out of the, the uh, casing. It's a... I love it. <laughs> That's getting pride of place. Uh, the better, it's a plaque. Uh, the better V-Dip player, 2022, Kana, defeat, defeated Ambi. <laughs> and then there's our points, 2,243. Okay, all right. So I guess I need to, I, 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 I now have to look for next year's on this. So there we go. You may have a chick present um, next year. You just got to buy ah, yourself a new uh, ah, thing to go on it. 
Unless, oh, of course, like you it. win, and then you can kind of just give it back to yourself. <laughs> well, you may have to give it to me to give it back to you. <laughs> I like it. Thank you very much. No worries. I love it. That's clever. Oh, it's got a... Um, what's that? Oh, it's a stand. We can stand it. There you go. They go straight into the pool room. This is going straight to the pool room. All Dad's most prized possessions are in the pool room. All his mementos and things that remind him of something special. So by him saying it was going straight to the pool room meant that he thought it was special. That is a collector's item. <laughs> <laughs> Up on the mantle, please. Indeed. And, and, and uh, Mrs. Kane will know that. Look at it go. <laughs> Dork Central. Dork. <laughs> Dork. <laughs> I love it. No, thank you. That, that's excellent. <laughs> well, the thing is also, hopefully this incentivizes you to, to care about rankings. Oh, you're, <laughs> this is your ulterior motive. Okay, all right. So are you saying I should really start looking for um, CDs to pick up a bit more? Is that, is that the... No, 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 no. I think you just need to up your game, that's all. Just up my game. <laughs> That's just because, you know, actually, no, no, I mean, yeah, you're already a better player. We've, you've got the, oh, the evidence to prove this, that. This year, this year. You should have gone back last year and you were ahead. Nah, but that would look kind of, you know, like I was keeping track on it too much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually, I don't know if I'd be able to go back and work out the scores, though. So, so, you would go back to one of the last year's Doctor Recommenders. Um top 100 when we did that rundown last year oh yes yes but that gives me like that, that, that I had to change it into where are people ranked versus uh, and that's the only thing I had to kind of think about do we have like where you're ranked in the top 100 or what your score is and I thought well, we'll keep the score there because you know it gives an idea of how we're progressing over time I guess it's also cumulative you know like <laughs> Yeah, we're, we're when the Elo ranking yeah. first came out, there was only, you know, it took, it took maybe a year, two years for someone to break 2,000. And now if you look at the map, the mark, uh, you know, the ranking, there's a whole heap of players above that. So I think it's a slightly, what, is that inflationary with the scoring system? Probably. So what that means, yeah. yeah. What happens because of, you know, Ukraine, supply chain crisis. Yeah, <laughs> cause inflation in the, uh, the the rankings and the ELO rankings. <laughs> the only thing we'll have to kind of watch is two things. One, obviously yep. making sure the beta doesn't go <laughs> fall over. Yes, because <laughs> otherwise you'll kind of be the the winner in perpetuity. Yeah. But uh, we'll just have to plan it maybe like a month or so out from the uh, Christmas special. We'll have to kind of assess where we're going because um, if you need to kind of surreptitiously bring it in your bag and hand it back to me so I can get a new plaque to make for you again. So we'd have to do, um, we'd have to check around you you what do they call yeah. this? Whatever the things are, they've got the scores on. Yeah, plaque. Like, you got the plaque, but yeah. then there's the plaque on the plaque. Yeah, what yeah, do you call that? Plaque. plaque on the plaque. <laughs> so the, the, I'm sure actually, we should a take a photo of it and we'll put it up on the... Mm, actually, yes, we'll, okay, yeah. I'll do it now. And then... Um, this could be a, uh, a bit of a, 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 a Twitter thing. I almost got off Twitter, I think I told you, for the, for the podcast because of uh, fucking... Really? Yeah. He's just been a dick. Wonderful. 
Uh, but, but we're not off Twitter. We're, we're, we're still on Twitter. We're still on Twitter. I, I, kind hear, of... I hear they're increasing the word limit. Oh, who gives a shit? They don't fucking need lots of words. <laughs> it defeats the purpose, does it? Alright, okay, now so we'll have to definitely look at it that in uh, November. November we'll have to take a look at it. Yeah, I think so. But um Yeah, I mean it's it's been a, it's been a big year, hasn't it, for the game? Oh. First time we've kind of gone back to having WDCs? Yes, and the next Lots. one's definitely been announced. Like we spoke about on our Patreon last um, last time around, yep. but um, it's now official. Official. It's now official. Official in Bangkok, August, August 16, no, August 17, something like that. 17 to 22. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely going. I fully plan to go as well. Um, uh, Mrs. Amby and I are having conversations around. That's the thing I've previously said. It's like a, a big year for us with a birthday, both have birthdays ending in zero, and whether we do something travel-wise. But um, I think I will definitely be going in my mind, unless of course we have a clash. But I'll make sure I factor that in. So it's okay, fantastic. So yeah. uh, like, even if we, even if I have to kind of say goodbye to Zambi as I head off to Bangkok, and she heads off to Australia on the way back, or oh yeah, time it like that. No, I'm, I'm going to Coming take... Coming back uh, Europe or something, I don't know. We're still working out what our options are. We may not even... I don't know. I'm, I'm going to take a few weeks off after it. Check oh, out yes. Uh, maybe pop over to Laos or Cambodia. We're not going to go up to um, your... Um, your, your hunting, hunting grounds? Hunting grounds. Old... Old... Uh, old old bar and find out the game of diplomacy is still there and get the oh. bar flies together again. Oh, maybe I'll... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. No idea if they're still there or not. Things change like Are that. Are you taking uh, Mrs. Kana? Or yes. Or? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. Um, so what's she going to do whilst you're in um, playing WDC? Well, I thought I'd enrol her in a cooking class for Thai food. What a fucking great idea. Um, Does she like cooking? Loves cooking and loves Thai food. So there's that one. That um, is a win-win all round. Absolutely. That's what I reckon. She's happy. You'll be happy I'll after. Be happy you'll be happy, be happy during it. And you'll be happy afterwards. Yes. Um, then there's also there's lots of things to see and do in Bangkok. You know, there's um, a lot of these these wats and palaces and temples. And, um, you know, you go to the old the old foreigner quarter. That's really interesting there. What else? I think you can take a, like some of those river barges river trips on public transport you know so it's, okay yeah so boat boat around and see the sights like that there's lots to do lots and lots to do go see the floating market go to um yeah no no, no there's definitely stuff to do oh yeah um and then well, cooking class is, is one of the things that she's interested in but there's also um like Thai massage classes Okay. Learn basic Thai massage. What to be able to give a Thai massage? Yeah, learn how to become like a massage. Oh my god! Like Kana. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I can see you getting a lot of benefit out of this. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, you you'll be out there, um, you know, smashing everybody at WDC, 
and getting practiced on at night with the... Whilst, yeah, you're getting kind of, you know, these, these wonderful Thai dishes being made by Mrs. Kainer and, and then <laughs> afterwards it's like, oh, had a hard day negotiating. Thank you so much for that lovely food, darling. And I've just got a bit of tension up here. Could you just kind of relax me up so I'll be in top form tomorrow to, you know, the top board? the top board. <laughs> now, I, th- I think I told you this by text, didn't I? What? Okay, so I've, I've talked about previously on this show how I've occasionally had dreams about the climate. Actually, I've been doing a Patreon show. I dreamt that you were the winner of WDC in Bangkok. <laughs> I don't think I'll come close to the top board. I don't think I'll bomb out. Then. No, 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 no. <laughs> in, my, in this dream, you were being interviewed by DBN around, <laughs> around this. And I was like, yeah, Kana did win that. He was, he was like, he just, he did really, really well. He smoothed up to everybody. He just kind of wiped, no one saw him coming. <laughs> he wiped the table. <laughs> well, here's to winning. So who's to he, your he, preemptive he, victory as being the next WDC champion? <laughs> World champion. I, I'm totally looking, I'm totally looking forward to it. I think it would be a great, um, it would be great good with all that tension being, you know, no one else is getting all that tension out of their body. Exactly, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, um, and then it's, it's a toss-up between flying out to Phnom Penh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, just jumping like that uh, to go see Angkor Wat and some of those other... Have you been, have you been to Cambodia before? Yeah, I have, yeah. 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 So from Phnom Penh, you obviously want to catch, you know, again, go by, you know, the... Um, Go by boat, essentially up to Seam route. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a nice travel. I mean, when I last was in that part of Southeast Asia, I think I flew from Saigon, Ho Chi Minh, yep. to Phnom Penh. No, no, yeah, to Phnom Penh, and then also got flew from Phnom Penh to Siem Reap. Both of those flights were like mind fuckingly cheap. Yeah, it's They're cheap. like 30 bucks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Organised the day before. Kind of yeah, thing, right? yeah, yeah. No, it's not, yeah. Like, um, it was like, this is like amazing prices. Yes. And it was, it was, you know, nice and safe plane and, you know, quality service and everything like that. But we'd want to see a bit of the country as well, you know, so like oh, airplane yeah. hopping, you're not going to see it. The other option is to sort of go up to um, Vientiane, which is the capital of, of Laos. Laos, and then sort of come follow the Mekong River down oh. and cross into Cambodia. I'd like to... That's an interesting way Mrs. of doing Mrs. hasn't been to Angkor Wat. I'd love to see that. But there's a lot of Khmer ruins along the way. Yeah, it's, it's so just like Angkor Wat. And, yeah, yeah, you can stop and see a lot of those historical... It situates you more contextualised as opposed to just as one grand monumental location. Will you be doing this as like also a bit of a fact-finding tour for your, for your next variant around that um, Southeast Asian, ancient Southeast Asian, like that medieval Southeast Asian period of the those different, I don't know what's the name of the different tribes or different cultures and whatever at the time. We talked about yeah. this like about a 50 episodes ago. Yeah, so you've got your Cham and you've got your Khmer's and you've got your Siam and a bit further west you've got Burmese. Potentially, like, or you could go, okay, pre-rise of the Khmer and just have little Khmer kingdoms and Champa. 
kind of so you know your princelings which one's going to be the great god king Khmer god king and the ruler of the Khmer people does that give you special so powers or that's just the objective at the end well that, that, that that's the historical story oh okay. yeah so they were dominated by um, essentially uh, peoples from Vietnam yeah um they were still they were Khmer people they had little Khmer kingdoms and then eventually one of the Khmer kingdoms threw off the yoke declared himself a god king and conquered the other Khmer kingdoms and became the god king emperor of um, the Khmer people the Khmer empire yeah started Angkor Wat Angkor so you know there you go Um, so I mean that would be an interesting one to create a variant around potentially or the collapse of the Khmer Empire would be another one. Yeah. That could be interesting. So basically, um, yeah, so by the time the Portuguese arrived, there wasn't really a trace of the, the empire as such, you know. But 200 years before that, they were at the height of their power. Yeah, you know, they were the main game in town. the main game in town. So, what happened in those 200 years and that would be a really interesting uh, map to simulate I reckon battle on yeah, yeah. it could be fun could be fun um, hey we're both out of drinks I reckon and, uh, we should go grab some more what do you think absolutely agree we'll be back in tick right. and we're back and we're cheers back. cheers we, uh, we have changed drinks we have indeed I've swapped to um, as I said before the Willie Smith's Organics cider and it is very nice and big lovely cider and as a mid game oh as a mid game I'm kind of I've, I've smashed knocked someone out of the game oh nice. with a little yep. bit of help from my ally okay okay yep. yep and now we've seemed to have gone like fish from east to west or something like that or north to south sort of a bit of a okay yeah yeah so you're pushing on a broad flank Yes, yeah. So maybe it's like, you know, uh, I don't know, like, you know, of, um, um uh, how would I put it? I don't know, maybe I'm like, on, on Turkey. Okay. And I've worked with, um, with Russia to destroy Austria. Okay. Okay. But now we're kind of, actually, that's a bad example. It's a bad example. Okay, as is a bad example. It's like saying weird, like I'm Italy, uh-huh. and I've worked with Germany to smash out France in the Mediterranean, okay. and then we're flipped back the other way to take on Austria. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Nimble. <laughs> hey, good one. Okay. That so, yes, like it's, it's nice. Now, how about, how about yours as a big game? Um, well, after my Hazy Jane opening, which was just right, yep. um, I've moved to the gateway to Hellas. And the um, the transition's a bit of a shock. So as a mid game, I've opened up well. I've put a bit of trust in an ally. Yep. And have found that. Have I stabbed you? No, I haven't gotten a stab. It's that he's requesting supply centres from me which I feel obliged to give. (laughs) (laughs) 
and I can't manage without him as an ally. <laughs> so it, it's a bitter, it's a bitter, it's a bitter mid-game turn. <laughs> so uh, I think it's good off taking note of just weren't used to what this taste was going to be. Effectively, uh, Kane has ordered a, a pilsner, and uh, it tastes just like a pilsner. <laughs> I wasn't expecting it after the uh, after the IPA. Oh well, live and learn, Look, we're at a brewery, and it's dumb of me not to request a taste. Just dumb. I should have told you, but such a life. You yeah. learn. You learn. You learn. You learn. Move on. So, what else has been going on? We're in a. I'm in a quite a lot of games. How about you? I'm in two games. Wow. Um, one of them we spoke about on previous episodes. I don't really need to jump into that because not too much has happened. Um, but picked up a new game. It's Europa Renovatio. I think I pulled the worst country it is possible to to get when you start that game. Oh, okay. There's only a handful of worst countries to get. Yeah, and, and I got one of them. But someone has to end up with it. Um, so we'll see how we go. Yeah. How about you? You're in a few? I've been in a few, but I've only kind of just recently bought into a few. And honestly, most of them aren't doing fantastically. Um, they're doing uh, middling. You got, you're going to jump in on some new games opening? Well, I've currently got... I've got six games going on at the moment. I really can't afford to jump into any more games. So that's six just on VDIP. How's the... And um, then on top of that, then there's the whole David E. Cohen Mandate of Heaven email game. And how's that going? Uh, look, I'm actually doing pretty well position-wise. I'm just not giving it the... I'm probably not giving it the love and the attention it deserves because... I probably should be providing a lot more love and attention to it because I'm actually doing alright. Um, so I am the shoe, which is the orange player. Who got the email there? Yeah, I'm chasing it up. Which means at the moment I've got that large amount of southwest um, China. Okay, so you're, oh, you're orange. Yeah. You're doing quite well. Well, particularly where, like, okay, so then I can, theoretically, I can flip over here and take this supply centre. This is this is Springboots. So in fall, I can pick that one up and then backfill that one. So easily I've got two extra supply centres there. There's one over here which might be a contentious one, I think, between myself and two other players. And then there's this barbarian one that's sitting up here doing, you know, that's vacant. That I've made agreements with other players not to attack yet, maybe. Just to kind of keep a unit. Is White an actual player? Yeah, White's a barbarian. So where's his unit that's. Oh, he's over here. He's fucking around over here. (laughs) Oh. Oh, okay. What's he doing in North Korea? Well, he kind of came. The barbarians started in this whole northern steppe area. Yeah. And a couple of other random locations. And he's decided to um, yeah, keep that one. 
thing is, if it gets that, then he'll build, and then I'm going to worry about the rear. So, so why have you agreed to let the barbarians in through the gates? Oh, uh, another player convinced me to um, keep them in the game. Yeah, not sure. I'm kind of in, in two minds whether I kind of take him out or not. Because it looks like he's going to get a build. Yeah, and then he's going to crack problems with me, and he's probably... So, another player kind of convinced me to do this, but maybe I'm thinking maybe... I don't know. This player might have a crack. I need to find out whether they're going to do that or not. Alrighty, yeah. So, is it between... You're doing well. Are you in number one on this? Yeah, I'm probably in the lead position. I should be more excited about this. I should be! <laughs> so, has, has anyone been eliminated? No, but the barbarians are down the line. Did they start... They start kind they... of like the way... They start with more units and supply centers. They start with any supply centers? Um, yeah, they started with a couple of random ones around the world. Okay. But not too many. I think it's like maybe they start with two or three, and they're only down and they're down to one. Do they need to be given more strategic power to start with? Do you think to balance them? I don't know. I think there was actually so there seemed to be a bit of a feeling. There seemed to be a feeling amongst all the uh, the Chinese players that we need to keep the barbarians out from the beginning. Everyone pretty much actually followed through and denied. The barbarians <laughs> to actually get anywhere. Okay, so if there wasn't that kind of cohesion, because, it, because there was enough, there was enough neutrals for people to get, yeah, and then sufficiently to, for them to grow, and then to block the barbarians from being able to maintain units. You know what I mean? So what's going on? You've got a, you're in a tussle with green, are you? I'm not in a tussle with them. I'm orange. That's purple to the tussle with green. Oh. Or green to the tussle with purple. Oh, I see. So you can play the kingmaker here. I don't know. I might have, you know, pick it up that much. We should turn this yeah. around because we're away yeah. from the uh, microphones. Do you want to... No, you could. You could attack green or you could attack purple. Oh, blue. <laughs> or blue. Yeah. But see, we've got a situation here where yellow's already attacking purple, green's attacking purple, well, it's purple attacking green. Purple's attacking green as well. So the dot is the supply center, the square is the unit, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah, so, so... So, so actually, green has attacked one purple. Well, purple's attacked green. And one purple's attacked green. One yellow's attacked purple. Yeah, I guess, like, theoretically, I might, you know, if I was being cheeky, I might have just use these two to take out a purple, I don't know. I'm conscious that previously when I've played this player, in other David E. Cohen games, I've kind of just gone, stab. <laughs> so, to a certain extent, it's like, I don't want to stab again because I don't want to get a reputation as just constantly fucking this person over. <laughs> 
They just don't like the look of his email. <laughs> no, 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 no. He's actually... He or she is quite a prolific emailer and they're actually probably one of the better communicators on the board. Okay. Which is probably why I was convinced to, um, you know, <laughs> let the barbarians live for a little bit longer. I don't know. We might talk about this off tape a little bit later. Yeah, let's talk about this one later. Okay, cool. But apart from that, not much else. Um, I have been having, you know, you know, in the past I've banged on about artificial intelligence and doing the uh, images and things. Have you heard about um, ChatGPT? No. Uh, what is that? So, one of the, the same companies that have developed one of those image generator things have developed up this, like they've looked at like a large sample of data they've obviously crawled off the internet. Okay. Where you kind of, you can kind of go in and ask it any questions you want. Based on this data set, it'll give you, in quite nice plain English, what the answer to your question is, you know what I mean? So okay. you kind of actually don't need the, the, the Google thing where you've got multiple choices, it'll just give you the answer. And um, apparently it's been used by, you know, smart kids at university and high school are kind of basically using it to produce their assignments and oh to go that far actually right to do that and like you know if you're a if you're a developer for your code if you've got a problem with your code you say here's my code i've got a problem with it and you kind of give me some better code and give you better code oh wow so i've been having a bit of a play with it from the point of view of diplomacy and so just to kind of give you an idea around how that all works I've asked, it, I've asked it three questions so far that I've put and shared within our, our, our uh, friends on, on the Twitter feed. So again, whilst I've been supporting Twitter. So, the question, the first question I asked it is, what is the best strategy to winning the board game diplomacy? Okay. And it said, diplomacy is a strategic board game that simulates the political and military manoeuvring of the major powers in Europe prior to World War One. The game is known for its complexity and its emphasis on negotiation and alliance building. And it's considered to be one of the best board games of all time. I agree. I agree. So there we are. Artificial intelligence says that. Agrees. Yes, good. There is no single definitive strategy for winning a diplomacy, as the game is highly dependent on the players and the specific situation on the board. However, some general principles that can help players achieve success in the game include developing and maintaining strong alliances with other players. In diplomacy, it is often more effective to work together with other players to achieve common goals rather than trying to go it alone. Being flexible and adaptable. The situation on the board can change quickly in diplomacy, and players who are able to adapt to new developments and change their strategies accordingly are often more successful. Paying attention to other players and their motivations. In diplomacy, it's important to understand that other players want to use this information to your your advantage. This can help you form effective alliances and make strategic moves that will help you achieve your goals. Being willing to negotiate and make deals. In diplomacy, negotiation is the key, and players who are able to make deals and concessions with other players in order to achieve their goals are often more successful. Overall, the key to winning a diplomacy is to develop a strategic plan and to be willing to adapt to changing circumstances and to work with other players in order to achieve your goals. It's pretty impressive. It's pretty fucking impressive for a computer to just 
work looked at all that shit it can find on the internet and went, that's the answer, that's how you win diplomacy. That's incredible. What's the name of that bot? Chat GPT. So you, you basically you didn't kind of log in except the terms and conditions usual shit. You can either log in with um, uh, like a Google account or whatever, or you can kind of make your own new account. Um, I went on to ask it other questions. So this is an interesting one. So it doesn't. It shows that the technology isn't perfect. This answer, okay. This is my next question to the chatbot. If I'm playing diplomacy as France and have agreed to DMZ the English Channel, yeah. But Fleet London goes there in spring 1901. Okay. Well, I've moved my fleet from Brest to MAO and Army Paris to Picardy. Yeah. What should I do? Okay. So. Its answer was. Bouncing. Bouncing Brest. Self bouncing Brest. Move oh, to yeah, Belgium. Support it into Belgium. Yeah, lots of answers. So its answers are in the game of diplomacy, a DMZ, demilitarized zone is an area where no player is allowed to move their military units. If a player violates the DMZ, violates the they have broken the agreement and may be considered untrustworthy by other players. In this situation, it would be up to the player controlling France to decide how to respond. Some possible options might include attempting to negotiate with a player controlling England to move their fleet out of the DMZ. Yeah, well, obviously, it's going to move out of the DMZ. Where? <laughs> Now this this is the one that's kind of not quite correct. Moving your army in Picardy to the English Channel to confront the fleet in London. <laughs> so up to then, it's been pretty After fucking bright. Been pretty good, yeah. Allying with other players to put pressure on England to move their fleet out of the DMZ, and ignoring the violation of the DMZ and focusing on other aspects of the game. Not such a good recommendation. No, but you no. know, not that's bad still again. Not bad, not bad. Move the army to him. And my third there? question, actually, now I look at it, it was probably not too dissimilar to my first question. So anyway, I did actually try asking it, which I've never posted. I said, "So who's the best diplomacy player in the world?" Oh, what was the answer? And he kind of pretty much said, I can't really answer that because there's different ways of assessing who the best diplomacy player is. You know, it depends <laughs> on... answer. Yeah. <laughs> there's no one definitive way of determining this. Blah, 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 blah. Well, we've, created a, we've created an AI that's a politician. You probably play diplomacy very well, apart from not knowing you can't move armies <laughs> into the ocean. <laughs> anyway... anyway. That's probably a bit of a wrap, I reckon, Pam. Oh, I think so. Move on to a Patreon, potentially. Very good. If you um, haven't already jumped on and you're not a Patreon, jump on as we talk about other interesting stuff, not just our regular We awesome do. Sometimes listener. we share little surprise things. You may be surprised at what so, you get uh, to know. Yeah. And, you know, you never know. Uh, as we found out, obviously, during our show with Hal, uh, we, uh, we decided that we were going to have one of our Patreon guests or supporters on the, on the actual contest. So... Um, there you go. There's 53, 53 oh, Patreon 53. episodes already. So 53. if you like the show and you listen to all the fucking podcasts, there's another 53 out there that you never listened to. And it costs next to nothing. No, it's like honestly, it's like two bucks a month. And you know, if you're dead keen, 
you could fucking just binge listen the whole thing and then cancel the subscription. Just give us two bucks so we can kind of know, oh, well, some of this money can go towards more drinking. And that's the important thing, isn't it, Kate? Absolutely. I hope everyone has a great uh, Christmas slash holiday slash Hanukkah slash whatever happens to be your... Um, safe time over this crazy period. Safe time over this crazy period. Yeah. All right, I'm Kana. I'm Ambi. Happy to blow me. Bye-bye. See ya.